her smile. I, she had a beautiful smile. Just her sensitivity, her kindness, her English accent. <laughs> just, just her spirit. How I, I loved who she was. Chris Saha had 15 years, two months, and six days with her daughter, Morgan Piper. She likes to look back at the photos. In earlier shots, Chris loves Morgan's adorable pair of round glasses and her big toothy smile. But her favorite photo is from Morgan's eighth grade graduation in 2014. The blue in Morgan's dress matches the shade of Chris's shirt. They have the same shade of blonde hair. They're smiling at the camera. A year later, Morgan was gone. She was 15. Since then, Chris has gone back again and again to another photo. Shortly before Morgan died, she asked her mom to take a photo of her with a poster for Inside Out, the Pixar movie about emotions. It's a movie that has sparked a lot of conversations about mental health. Chris wonders if Morgan was trying to tell her something, something about her own mental health challenges. Chris often traces over the past like this, wondering if there was any way she could have found out what Morgan was dealing with inside. That's been her life in the years since Morgan's death. In a small town in rural Wisconsin, a young girl has died. It's left a community reeling and a mother searching for answers. On October 14th, Morgan's struggles were broadcast to the world. In a show about addiction to phones and social media, CNN producers scrolled through Morgan's social media accounts on national television, showing post after post about suicidal thoughts. She didn't use her name on the accounts, and Chris didn't know about them until after she died. Chris agreed to do the CNN program, just as she has agreed to countless other speaking opportunities, because she wants people to learn from her story. Her mission is to encourage kids and adults to talk about mental health challenges and suicide more openly. I'm Rory Linane, a reporter with USA Today Network, Wisconsin. And I'm Rob Menser, an editor with the network. Welcome to This is Normal. On this podcast, we usually talk to young people who are navigating their own mental health challenges. Morgan isn't here to talk with us, but her story and the relentless advocacy work by her mother is just as important. So today you'll hear from people who loved Morgan. One thing her mother says and all of her family members say is that they wish more people could have known Morgan. We want to tell her story and her mother's story because it's part of Chris's connection to getting all of us talking more about mental health and getting young people the support they need. Morgan grew up in Pittsville. It's a city of 800 people at the geographical center of Wisconsin. Their home was nestled in a forested crook of the East Fork Black River, perfect for exploring. She rode bikes and four-wheelers, loved ice skating and camping. Um, much more a tomboy, I would say, in her youth than most girls. Yeah, very outdoorsy. I couldn't keep her in the house. <laughs> Morgan's grandma lived 22 miles away and offered even more room for exploring. When I told Chris I was going to have her fingerprint made, she said, which finger would I pick? And I said, well, this one. And she said, well, how do you know? And I said, because she was always saying, look, Grandma, look, Grandma. You know, she was always showing people or looking at things or thrilled to find something new. Most of all, Morgan loved animals. 
when they'd come over and she would get her little butterfly net out of the garage. And she'd go out in the back pond to catch the frogs, tadpoles mostly. You know, she just loved doing that. She'd spend hours out there. She'd always let the tadpoles go again. She was often thinking about how animals felt. Chris keeps a handwritten list Morgan made of companies that don't do testing on animals. So <laughs> when we'd go for a walk, if there were anthills on the sidewalk or on the driveway, and I'd step on one, she'd yell. She'd yell at me, Mom, don't you know how hard they work? If it rained, she'd be saving angleworms from the sidewalk or from the bus tires. She'd go to the bus early. Morgan's favorite animals were pigs. Chris still carries around one of Morgan's stuffed pigs. So it gives, this pig gives me a lot of comfort. Um, I just, I, I would say for the first year after I lost her, I slept with it every night and now it sits, you know, sits near me. Very much a part of, of me now and a source of strength. Pittsville was also the place where Morgan started self-harming. She was in eighth grade when her mom caught her cutting herself. Chris took her to a psychiatrist who taught her coping skills and said it seemed like she was going to be okay. Literally took me to the side, put his arm around me and said, I really don't think we have a whole lot to worry about. Things seemed stable. The family started thinking about moving somewhere sunnier. Chris had always wanted to live in the South, and Morgan was getting more interested in marine biology. They settled on Island Coast High School near Fort Myers, Florida. It was a school with palm trees on the front lawn and a marine biology program that would let Morgan start earning college credits. So they made the move, and Morgan started freshman year. Morgan had lots of friends. She sang in the choir. She was a straight-A student. In June, Morgan returned to Wisconsin for a visit with her father. Although nothing seemed alarming, Chris had noticed Morgan was a little more withdrawn and moody lately. She scheduled an appointment for Morgan to talk with her home doctor on Friday, June 26th of 2015. Morgan died by suicide the night of Thursday, June 25th. Her aunt and grandma described it like a bomb going off. And with a suicide, it stops the clock. So this, so this family now, now goes back over every, every detail in Morgan's life now for the rest of their lives. Yeah, Chris talks about it um, as a really unique form of grief that has so much guilt attached to it that obviously she doesn't have a reason, like she shouldn't be guilty. Um, but you can't help but think about what you could have done differently to change that outcome and that it's really hard to get out of that spiral. And the, the Pixar movie could have just been the Pixar movie, but now she has to think, was that really a message? Yeah, there's, there's so much meaning attached to every, every moment that they had together. And I think part of what, what she's done by becoming an advocate is it's so frustrating to go over the past and not, not be able to change any of it. But now she thinks, okay, what can I do now to at least change the future for someone else? She was the baby of my baby. You know, she's left an incredible hole in our hearts. I mean, it's just like a bomb went off and there's just a big, huge 
whole. I think of her not just every day, often, every day. Sorry. She's with us. She's still with us, very much so. Grief has been a long journey. Grief from suicide is so unlike anything else because of the what-ifs, because of the guilt, because of the stigma you just mentioned. It's sort of a, a very lonely place to be. Surviving, I, I think it's all about perspective. I, I don't allow myself a lot to think about what I won't see, like we missed prom. This would have been her graduation. This would have been her 18th birthday. And I think more, and I'm grateful for the time I had for 15 years and two months and six days. That's my focus. She was mine and she was a gift and she was amazing. Looking for answers, Chris has poured over memories of those 15 years, two months and six days. The worst part of it is I was working on a crisis unit in a psychiatric hospital and I missed the signs. And I have to live with that. And so for me, it really became a, about putting puzzle pieces together. Most of the clues were things she never saw. Chris was Facebook friends with her daughter, but she didn't know Morgan was also active on Tumblr under another name, where she posted and reposted messages about self-harm and suicide. The posts that she was putting on there just got darker and darker and darker. When I saw it, I mean, it's hard to look at and to think that she felt that bad. She felt that dark. It, it's absolutely heartbreaking, but I do feel like I could have intervened if I had known. But it was like that was her, that was her release, that was her communication with whether it be peers or, you know, kids she didn't even know. It was all online on like this world I didn't have any clue about. Since Morgan died, Chris's goal has been to normalize discussions about mental health, to encourage adults to ask kids how they're doing, and to really be ready for an honest answer, and to encourage kids to find help. In March of 2016, less than a year after Morgan died, Chris sent me an email. The subject line was, thank you. We had just started our Kids in Crisis series on teen suicide and mental health, and she wanted to help. She wrote up her story, we published it, and I asked her to speak at an event that same week. And I'm really pleased to welcome Chris to the stage this morning. Then another. So next we have Chris Saha here. And another. And I just want to invite Chris Saha on stage. And another. Um, and next I'd like to introduce Chris Saha. And another. And finally, of Chris Saha, she's uh, been part of our series since uh, last year when we did these first town hall meetings. And then there was CNN. Watching her story on national TV wasn't easy. Chris prefers to remember the good times with Morgan, and the CNN program highlighted Morgan's hardest time. But she was glad she did it. This is a way to hopefully help a a parent see something in their own child or somebody else in contact with an adolescent who might just stop and take a second look. I think the need to help is so much greater uh, than, than the need to hide. I can't sit here in my grief or it would have probably, you know, consumed me completely. I want her 
not that her life didn't mean something because it meant a tremendous amount to a tremendous number of people, but I want her death to in some way do something good for somebody else. The host of the CNN program, Lisa Ling, said meeting Chris and hearing her story has affected her own parenting. Even Chris herself says, if it, if it could happen to me, it could happen to anyone. And it's true. And I think that hearing her story has made me, you know, ask more questions of my kids than I would ordinarily. Because I think we all think, our kid is doing so well. And, you know, they seem so happy. You know, they're getting great grades. So everything must be okay. And I think that, that parents need to just be more clued in. There have been times when it almost became too much. Her sister has been an important source of support. And it hasn't been easy for her. I mean, I've been I've spent several nights with her and, and afternoons with her and times with her when she didn't want to go any further and she did. She found the strength and we, you know, got through it. And I know she knows that Morgan's there and she can feel her. I mean, some people just, when they lose, something they just want to, you know, tighten up and close off and, you know, she's gone out there because she doesn't want her memory to die and she wants, doesn't want other parents to go through it. Chris ended our interview in the most Chris way. But I, of course, I'm going to say to you again, because I think you guys covering this and continuing to talk about it, we could see a new normal. We could see a normal world where Nobody has to feel the stigma of talking about mental health. People should just feel free to, to say, you know, I, I'm not okay. I need some help. And then get it. I think there's strength in, in asking for help. Maybe it'll seem more normal now. To you, Chris, I just want to say thank you. We won't forget Morgan. We'll play you out with a song about Morgan by her brother, Alex Clemens. Truth is I didn't know what to say You were gone so I started running away yeah. I lied to myself Believe me now I changed I know I'll forget myself to blame This is Normal was produced by Danny Damiani, Rory Lenane, and me, Rob Menser. We had recording help from Bill Schultz. Thanks also to Alex Clemens for the use of his song, Best of Me. This podcast is a production of USA Today Network Wisconsin and part of our ongoing series of reporting on youth mental health called Kids in Crisis. You can find more of our reporting at postcrescent.com slash kidsincrisis. If you'd like to share your reactions to the show or reach out, I'm on Twitter at Robert Menser, or you can email us at thisisnormal at gannett.com. Please rate and review the show on your podcast app, and please share it with your friends. It makes a huge difference. If you or someone you know is dealing with suicidal thoughts, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255 or text HOPELINE 
to the National Crisis Text Line at 741741. We all struggle sometimes, and it's good to get help. Till I see.